What's up, family? I am Corindiana Lane, and I do worship. And I am Nazinga Benton, and I do therapy. And together, this is Worship and Therapy. We always, because it's super important, give our disclaimers. As an international worship leader, a parent, a spouse, a friend, and a regular person like everyone else, it's tough to find a place where you can kick back, let your hair down, and just be heard. So we created a platform that focuses on mental health advocacy for not only Christians, but also African-American communities, where we discuss the really tough issues that we all deal with in life. And now, Nzinga will give her disclaimer. I am a licensed professional counselor. However, I am not your counselor, and this does not replace you going to counseling. The things I discuss are things I've researched, things I've experienced, and my personal opinions on the matter. Now, with that being said, let's get into this week's episode. That's powerful, though. I mean, I think just real quick, that is super powerful um, because we will do that when bad things happen or we experience trauma. We will... Our, some, some of us, even if, if not non-things to that magnitude, just when we experience life, we will put a hold. Like, we don't realize that we think we're saying something really deep and profound, Like, but we'll put this limit on our, in this case, forgiveness. And in the moment, it works. Like, right. well, you know, if I can forgive that, you know, so as long as it don't get that bad, I can forgive. Right. It's like, well, but what if it does? Right. Then are you telling us you cannot forgive, you know? And so, but we do that in little things. It's not even always things that, you know, are like your story, babe. Like we have, there are people, I've done it. You know, as long as they don't do, you know, do that, then I'm good. And it's like, but what if they do that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so I think that's profound that you even said that. And we needed to hear that because I think we'll like, you know, our gut reaction is to be like, I'm with you. Yes. As long as no one does that and take the life of someone close to me, I can forgive anything. You know, or if I can forgive that, then that's the height of it. As long as it doesn't go above that. Right. You know, and we just like, mm-hmm, we, yes. Right. right. And I think it's just important to highlight that because we forget or we don't think about it that, you know, I think the Bible says, how many times should you forgive? Right. <laughs> right. An individual. Like, I think a lot of people stop it because, what is it, 70 times 70, whatever the number is. But people will say, that's it. You know, well, if we just it's did a that ridiculous period, number. Probably, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's by it, per person. Right. <laughs> per person. Right. <laughs> if we think about it that per person now, right. not just in your life. Right. Uh, but I just, you know, I just think it is, it's, it's super profound. Um, something else before we move forward, and I brought this up in the, um, when we had our pre-conference, but I hear it in you, like you didn't say it specifically how we just, how, when we talked about it, but you constantly keep saying my father. Hmm. To me, that shows your reverence, the position. Because wow. you're constantly saying, you're not saying that man, that guy. Right. You were saying my right. father and I talked about one of the things that came to me in your story, hearing your story is the power of honoring position. Um, sometimes the person may not have the things and the qualities and the ways that we want, but there is something in honoring position because he was in a position to be a seed carrier. Absolutely. Right. And when he imparted the seed of you in his, into your mother, you became. Right. So we honor the position. I may be mad at the person. Right. Yeah. I may hate and feel that I hate in, in this time of my life, wherever I am. But there is something when we honor the position. And this is for those who may be struggling with, you know, challenges with their parents, challenges with family members. There is something, challenges with pastors. There yeah. is something about honoring position. Mm. And if we sit there, because we still have, we all have our abilities to do what we want. So, you know, we, God didn't make your dad not do bad things because he has choice. Right. And so when we think about that, we think he chose, he did make a choice that you probably wish he never made, but the position of who he is, because if he were not who he is, you would not be who you are. And could that be the miracle? Mm. Right. Could that be the miracle? 
that mm -hmm. we are who we are because we honor and respect position. Mm. And I think there's a lot of weight that's carried in respecting and honoring position, in addition to love and all those other things. But I just wanted to kind of lift that as we continue with our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful engagement with you. That's so powerful. Evening. That's so powerful. And that's pop. That's pop. That's uh, okay. <laughs> so, bake. <laughs> As we move forward, okay, in, in your story, now we come upon, um, you know, you, you know, you've become an adult, right? And you're living life. And um, so then you, you also encounter another, another very, very uh, close to you, a, very, a loss that has affected your family, affected you, uh, just your life, you know, in general. Can you tell us, um, at what point uh, this next uh, thing you had to uh, walk through and deal with, at, um, can you walk us through uh, how that happened? So yes, my, my child's mother, uh, Christiani Faith Webb, God rest her soul, um, she battled uh, sickle cell. I was about to say cancer, Lord. It was sickle cell um, um, all her life. And she I can say honestly that she was one of the strongest people I've ever met to endure such a such a sickness, you know, with the grace that she did, you know, always full of life, um, had a pain tolerance out of this world <laughs> uh, <laughs> to endure, you know, what what would, you know, inflict her body. So around, I believe, I met her. We we were actually. It's so funny how we met. We were in college together, but I I didn't know her. So and it it was it was it's so ironic how it it. I wouldn't say God did it because that, like you just said, it was my choice. <laughs> but um, he put y'all in the same place. Though. Yeah, yeah. We we'll, we'll give him that. <laughs> But uh, she was in, uh, we were in the class, and I remember she would be out a lot. Hmm. And, you know, coming into the understanding that that was her, um, she was actually my neighbor. She was like three houses down from us. And wow. I, was, I saw her one day. I was like, oh, you, the girl that's in our class, you know, and we just kind of bonded and so we really had a friendship an authentic genuine friendship um before you know all of the other stuff took place <laughs> and um you know we we were just really good friends and you know we we tried you know to date and things like that but it was better off as friends but i stuck by her and and i would say not even me sticking by her she stuck by me as well you know and through a lot of things that I was dealing with personally, even still enduring some of the things that we just previously talked about. And just to her fight, she just, she was tired. You know, she had brain surgery um, a, a year or two before she passed. Uh, and I believe that she was just, she was just tired, you know, like it was a, it was, that was a, heavy thing and i think when i lost when we lost her i shouldn't say i lost but uh, family because she her reach is so far beyond me you know her mother her sisters her her family her father um my daughter her daughter you know we um we all suffered a great grievance with that but i believe i underestimated it mm -hmm. Uh, because I was too busy trying to be strong, 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 strong. You know, I got to be strong for this one, that one, my, my daughter, this, and all of these people where at night I would sit with myself and now you have a, a bucket of feelings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can't even begin to decipher through them. So right. what does it do? It just weighs you down. And I found myself slowly 
gravitating towards the things that I saw growing up. Drugs, alcohol, um, wanting to be numb all the time, mm -hmm. uh, not keeping obligations, uh, not keeping my word. Uh, I remember at that time, my daughter was in uh, Head Start or preschool. I would be so drunk that she would be coming to wake me up to take her to school, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, even, and I'm, this is, you know, after, you know, the death. And I say now looking in hindsight, man, don't underestimate the relationships that you have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't underestimate the gift that you have in people. Don't underestimate their their grace towards you. Um, because when I realized all that I felt, all that I really had lost in that one person, a mm. sounding board, a confidant, someone that would just let me ramble, <laughs> somebody mm. would just let me vent without judgment, without preconceived mm. feelings. Or, it was like, I can't, I can't vent to this person no more. <laughs> like, I, I can't vent to you about you being gone. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that, that's, that's really what it was. And the frustration of it all, it just took me so low. It took me so, so low. But I love that place now because mm. I had to hit the bottom to understand that only way from here to go lower is death. Mm. Do you want to die or do you want to live? And I can honestly say that this decision I made was solely for Desmond. It wasn't for my daughter. Mm. It wasn't for my friends. It wasn't for a job or career. It wasn't for baked music. It wasn't for anything. It was simply for Desmond Javon Baker because I love him. And mm. in loving him, I can get up and do everything I'm supposed to do for the people that I love. And so her death was a great blow, but it knocked me into position. Mm. Mm. That's it Wow. That, that I think that I mean that highlights a pause. Like I'm about to say, yeah, that was like a that'll preach. That look, that'll preach. And um, <laughs> that I believe is super powerful. That the death and the loss mm. knocked you into position. Having experiencing that loss, wow, put you in. Yeah, that I mean, I there is nothing else. I just want to pause because that's a drop mic moment. Like that is, um, gosh. And see, and and so here's the 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 preacher in me says, you know, I gotta bring the the spiritual element. Um, and we're there already, but the preaching part says, and the death on the cross hmm. put us in position. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We can stay in a moment of grief. Mm -hmm. Or we can position ourselves in a moment in a place of rejoicing. Mm -hmm. Because death puts us and can put us in position. So I just, that that right there. I see Gina put pain, push, position. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, I just, that right there, that was powerful. That's so powerful. Gosh, because I mean, if you think about like so many people and their testimony, you know what I mean? Like, like the fact that you even get to the point where you can actually tell a testimony is because you've right. come, through, you know what I mean? You've come to the other side of it and you're like, I gotta tell somebody what happened. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause I just, you, you, it's like that feeling where you just, I just don't feel right holding this, you know, to myself. I need to let somebody know what's happening, you know, which is, the whole reason for this platform, like legitly, is because just even for myself being in a position 
to where feeling like your life is just you're just not present. You know what I mean? Like you have literally detached from reality, you know, and actually having to walk through that and then come to the side of it and then look back, like he said, like I after you, you like come through, you like, yo, like, oh my God, that was a thing that actually push everything you know together like oh so this is where i'm supposed to be at you know right but sometimes it takes that level of you know of trauma and i know everybody's different everybody's walking certain things or get people you know right you know right and something will take you out you know so right. it's like it's, you know it is a relative thing and everybody's situation is different but Right. How powerful is it to be like to take something like that and actually turn it? And it's like that's that made me think like when the Lord just he'll take a a, a traumatic situation, he'll turn that and you don't even see it coming sometimes. It's like, whoa, like right. how in the world did I come out of this? How did I survive this? Like, OMG. And you all you can only give like like only he could do that, you know? Only. Nobody else could do that, you know. Only, Only he could have done something like that. It's so, can, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say, can you tell us? Because um, I know you said you kind of got to the point where you were like doing drugs and drinking, and like, mm -hmm. just like pump all this, you know. Like I feel like I feel like I feel like even some of the things that because I know you, I know you mentioned you did have therapy as a kid. Um, that your family did make sure that you mm -hmm. had them walking through, you know, such a traumatic thing of your father taking your mom's life and you having to, you know, you were grateful that they were at least know, know enough to say, okay, it's probably, you know, they probably need to be talking to somebody, you know, about this to kind of, to help them with their, with their thoughts, you know, help them with their emotions and just their health. Mm -hmm. So, when, at what point, yes, how long did you have therapy and what and, and when you did, I mean, after you had it, must have stopped at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess I would say, are you saying that the, tra the, the tragedy that happened like with your, your daughter's mother is kind of what led you into this spiraling out of control and kind of realizing that there's still kind of some unresolved work that you had to, you know, that you still have to do because we know mental health is a journey right. we know not you know just overnight thing we know that once trauma hits we kind of spend a lifetime of making sure that we keep our our thoughts in check and we keep our heart in check and you know we do, we do life differently after that so um i want to know like what um when did you stop therapy, I guess? And when you got, you know, when, when you got to that point, you spiraled and some new things came back. Can you tell us, like, when did you stop your therapy? And then what was the journey like in being on drugs? And how did you come out of that? Mm -hmm. So I, my family, and God bless them, they put my brothers and I in uh, therapy. And I continued through grade school. Uh, I stopped around high school because at the time of my mother's death, it, I was still in elementary. But um, so I went through middle school and I may have did it the beginning of ninth grade. But at that point, I was, you know, coming into an adult. I felt like I had forgiven my father. Felt like I just didn't need to go anymore. And then I moved to Atlanta right after high school and became an adult. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and adulting caused me <laughs> to go back to therapy. <laughs> uh, honestly, I went back to therapy uh, in the pandemic. I went back to therapy in 2020. And I guess, are we out of the pandemic now? I don't even know. Like, is it over? But I, I don't know. But I went that year was, that was a, I would say 2020 was a, obviously a horrible year for the world, but it was a great year for individuals that wouldn't give up. Mm. 
and I believe that that was my year of just taking ownership of of it all. Um, because even after, like we spoke on the drugs and all of that, the testimony that I have with that not it's not heard of throughout my family and friends and people that I know that that had part took in you know, drug abuse and things of that nature, you know, it, it consumed them. It, yeah. A lot of them. And for God to show me so much mercy and grace for me to walk away from it, mm. not needing rehab, not needing physical therapy because I've had a stroke or not, not needing any of that. How would I, how can I dishonor God and not give this what we're doing tonight, you know, sharing <laughs> what it is that almost killed me, mm. turning it into something so empowering and triumphant to say, man, it's ugly. I, <laughs> yeah. it, but you can really get through it. And, but it's, 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 it's the Holy ghost and therapy. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, come on somebody. It's, yes. it's, it's being, able to be spiritual and balance your humanity yeah um, you know you have to feed both yeah <laughs> you can't <That> just, <laughs> you can't just be malnourished you can't be you know <laughs> full in the spirit and malnourished in your body you know what i'm saying yeah. yes and, you know and we see it so much in the church you know we see it so much in 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 all of these areas so I believe that all of those things pushed me to 2020 and I went to see, I went to see uh, my therapist. And when I tell you the first words she said to me, she said, okay, Mr. Baker, we just going to get it out the way. I'm not here to fix you. <laughs> she said, because honestly, you're not broken. He said, you need to learn how to navigate through your emotions and make better choices in those moments. Wow. Now, my mama used to always tell me I, I listened. You know, she used to say that, you know, that hey, the one thing about this, but he going to listen, you know. Yeah. Because for one, I didn't like getting in trouble. I didn't like getting weapons. I didn't like none of that. So you tell me this one time, I'm probably going to probably try it one more time, but I ain't going to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think she said that I didn't need fixing, but I felt fixed in that moment <laughs> because <laughs> someone saw my wholeness and all I was looking at is brokenness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Someone yeah. saw me put together <laughs> operating at an uh, optimal level while mm -hmm. I was just giving myself the bare minimum to say, well, I made it. Yeah. I survived. Yeah. I barely got through. <laughs> Not for many people are overcomer. Yeah. You, yes. you, you, you are more than a conqueror. You didn't just conquer, you, you did a little bit more because now you're bringing other people out of where they are. Yeah. Now you can use what it is that once had you on drugs and had you in places of darkness and feeling like, you know, life wasn't worth living. Now I want to, I want to make a statement and say, while I was doing those things, I felt like I was having the time of my life. <laughs> let me, let me just be honest. I, when I was doing the drugs, when I was doing, because it was a facade mm. that I had thinking that I was free. Yep. Mm. Everything that I ingested was another hold. Mm -hmm. I wasn't free. I was free in my mind because I'm high out of my mind. <laughs> but but I wasn't yeah. free. Mm -hmm. I was I was bound mm. by everything that I thought I could use to free me. Mm, that's powerful. Mm. And and I just took, I took I took myself serious. I took myself seriously. I, I 
I love my wife, I love my family, and I believe through all of that, it pushed me into a place to see again. Like I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be, I never wanted to get married because of what I saw marriage to be. Yeah. I didn't, really didn't want to bring kids into the world because I didn't want them to be hurt. But yeah. I know I always wanted kids, you know? So it was, uh, it was a lot of back and forth, but I think all of those situations took all of those I'm not going to do's away <laughs> and for me to live my life to the fullest. So I'm so thankful that I, I met my wife. I, I have my family. I have a supportive church home. I have friends and family. I have the Karens and the Zingas. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have a, a beautiful community that, that, reverences who I am and still we can be in the same room mm. being as great as you are while I'm being as great as I am mm -hmm. yeah it's being diminished because I'm no longer insecure I'm no longer trying not to be my father I'm no longer trying not to be something I'm literally being mm. and becoming who God has called me to be Bro, you are a walking miracle, man. Like I, it's just God is good. It's wonderful to just lay to be able to lay eyes on people that show the true heart of the Father. Like through anything, through all things. Like the most traumatic to the least. It's like it really, really shows. Gosh, man, God is just He's so. Real. So real. He's real. So, so good. So faithful. So just massive. You know what I mean? Can't even comprehend. Can't even just. You, I can't even comprehend it. I, you know, I'm just sitting here like, man. And then, and then the thing about it, it makes you even more humble because it's like, you chose me. You know <laughs> it's it's a million somebodies. Yeah. But you you, you chose me. Wow. Yeah. That's and you know what? Say, with you saying that, that's something that um, I've I've said often to to people, and even had to remind myself is that in all of my stuff and in all of our stuff, because we oftentimes say. Clearly, you don't want me. Clearly, God can't use me. <laughs> Clearly, you know, not me. Like, no, because then why did you take me through this? Or, you know, I did this, and you know I do this, and you know after this, I'm going to do this, right? And I'm like, if we can reverence him as being omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing, everywhere, at the same places, then we have to own that he knew and knows yeah. what we did, what we will do. And yet he still says, I can use you. Yeah. And here's the thing. Those are the vessels that I want talking to me because they've been somewhere. Man. I want somebody to talk to me who's been somewhere. The people who haven't experienced anything and have been living in the glory clouds, I think they can stay there. That's, right. me, that's my personal opinion. That's something that Nzinga said on tonight. People who were born and raised in the glory clouds, you can stay born and raised in the glory clouds. I need somebody who's been a little grimy. Yeah. I need somebody who's been a place, who's done a thing, who knows a few things. Yeah. Um, because it says to me that I it, that there's no story too bad, no ditch too low. Yeah. Um, no place too far. Yeah. Well, I cannot be brought back, cannot come back, and cannot be used yeah. by the Father. Yeah. That that is what I believe is the most powerful. And he will go where I am. Something that um Desmond did not say, but I think it's important to say, even in all of this, when well, I'm I'm gonna let you say it because I want you to tell the people. Oh yeah. When you came to yourself. Oh that process. Um, because I just think it's it speaks to like even what we're saying now, that he will come after you. Mm. And all we have to do is accept him. He will come after us. There doesn't have to be this big, loud 
clash and the thunder roll and then you know I walked outside and it was you know black and then I just knew right you know and I think it's important <laughs> I think it's important for people because what what you bring to like you bring what is so necessary to this show and what Corinne and I have been what our vision has been what it is for the show you bring that you bring yeah. that authenticity that God like here is me dealing with my stuff and God at the same time. And he will same still come time. for me. He still wants me. He still brings me and loves me into the fold. So I want you briefly just to share that process. Like when you came to yourself is what I like to call it. Um, from the binge of drugs and alcohol, like what was that experience? Sure. It was, I had a great night. And I and I, you know what? I'm I'm not even ashamed of anything. Um, the drug was cocaine, and I was on that that whole night, binged just about. And I went to sleep. It had to be about five in the morning, and I I went to sleep, woke up, and my bed was covered in blood. And I jumped up because I'm thinking I, you know, stabbed myself. Shot, I done got shot or something. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Mm. And I realized my nose had bled the whole time I was asleep. Mm. And in that moment, I didn't think of nothing else but God. And I fell to the floor on my face, literally. Mm. I was my face to the floor. I was just crying out to God, please don't let me die here. Mm. I said, please don't let me die. And my daughter was in the other room. Mm. Please don't let me die here. If you know, we say if, if you help me, but <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I will serve you. Mm. And I gave my life to God on my room floor. I gave my life back to God. I, I feel the Holy Spirit right now. I'm getting chill bumps. God is real, man. Mm. And hey. we don't hey. realize how much he loves us until we've hated ourselves so much. Mm. We And it's like, why, why, you, why, you, why do you hate what God created so much? Why do you hate yourself so much too? to do that i'm speaking to desmond you know why, why why would you inflict so much pain on top of the pain that was already inflicted by other people's hands yeah but god still loved me and mm. not only did he love me but he called me to ministry not only and i'm listen <laughs> i ran from ministry so much mm. i ran and ain't lost no weight. <laughs> Feet hurting from running. <laughs> I put the track shoes up. Because remember what I told him on the floor. I'm going to serve you. And whatever capacity now it makes, it literally, even speaking now, I'm getting the mind of it makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he want me to go before people? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's and it's not about Desmond. It's not about Desmond. It, I was used, but when I go before the people, I'm speaking of his ability and mm -hmm. simply trusting him. Because I might even speak to a man that probably is so frustrated with his wife. Mm. So frustrated with life. I don't know what my father was really dealing with. You know, I, I mm -hmm. made it very clear that I assumed the things that I said, you know, that he may have been battling with. But I really don't know in my heart of hearts what it is. I can only imagine. But what if you, God uses us to stop somebody from doing that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. You know, what if, what if, why wouldn't you want God to use you to do that? I'm I'm literally asking myself that now because I was, 
you know, you still be wanting to put on them track shoes sometimes and run. Yeah. But now it's coming to me like, why wouldn't you want God to use you? Yeah. Because yeah. we change lives. You change lives. I, I've shared before. I've always said the world would know my name, even if the world doesn't know my name. Mm. Um, and that means that they will know the presence. Something I've said to somebody that may they, maybe they said to somebody that maybe, and the same with you, with all of us. Oh, the wow. world will know baked music if the world doesn't know baked music. The world will know baked music. Like who you are and what you've done and what you are doing, um, even on tonight, what this will do even tonight for people, what this has already done for many. Yeah. It's going to continue. Um, I want to, Gina made a, she posted on here. She said, your blood caused you to recognize his blood. And I might be misquoting her, but you know, you get the gist of it. Like, yeah, right. um, your blood for mine, right? Um, Ooh, for mine. Your blood for mine. Like that, that I love. Like I, Gina, I just kind of added, to, put a little tag to your little saying girl, but your blood for mine. Um, <laughs> And, and and the thought of that, the reason why I thought it was important, that right there, like just to live that and to um, share what we shared when we were in our pre-conference conversation was, you know, that so, so often we connect repentance with the physical place, but it's nothing like the heart place. Right. God is at the heart place. God is not at the physical place. God's at the heart place. Because so we think that God's just sitting in our churches right now while we're at home. And he just at home at, in the church waiting for us. Well, the light's off because ain't nobody here. I guess I'm just... No, he's in the heart place. And yeah. so I believe that it is so powerful that you saw him. Mm. You felt him and you shifted in the heart place. And sometimes the heart place is the hard place. Um, so the, the fact because one thing I brought up then was the prodigal son the repentance happened in the pigsty mm -hmm. the rejoicing happened once he made it to his daddy's house so yeah. we can go to the church house and the building and among our you know ecclesial friends and all of that and we can praise and rejoice but repentance takes place in the heart yeah. and so the, the fact that you bring that and highlight that for many of us who have, I think, you know, live this life. Like when I get to church, you know, yeah. when Sunday come, well, Sunday is for celebration. <laughs> With some people in the pigsty now, some and they need God there. I need him in the hard place. Yeah. So my heart place need him in the hard place. And yeah. sometimes if I stay stuck right. in the hard place and, and, can't, and then I can't even get to the physical place. And yeah. so I think it's important that we as believers even exemplify and let people know that it's there. Like if you, you can meet him in the lowest of lows on the highest of highs in your substance use, <laughs> he can meet you. Yeah. right there and then you go and share your testimony and we are the church so it's not even in the building you share it to the church to the to us and we rejoice and that's what we even do what we're doing tonight we're rejoicing because there is you have shown you are living proof if no one's ever seen a miracle mm -hmm. The day you even, and I shared this with you, the day you even said to, you know, to yourself and sat in the seat of forgiveness for your father was miraculous. Yeah. We, we're looking at a miracle. Yeah. We're talking to a miracle. Even Corinne and her story, we're looking at a miracle. We're talking to a miracle because what was, what could have taken any of us out yeah. didn't. And we've now weaponized it against the devil so what right. you meant for evil yes because that's what that scripture to me yeah <laughs> what or the saying what what was meant for evil god turned it around and used it to bless me so the scripture that i would liken into that that he will make my enemies my footstool so the things that came out to put me down elevated me and yeah. so that like we are looking at, we are experiencing miracles. There are miracles who are probably all throughout the lot, you know, this call. But that's what I think is powerful that God meets us in the heart place. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> and, and the I, hard place. 
I gotta mention what uh, Mallory Crowell said. She said, "The world knew me, so now the world knows me." Mm. Woo! <laughs> I like that. So that's me. Said that right. Said uh, um, you what you said that the world will know my name, mm -hmm. even if the world doesn't know my name. Like, yeah. I like that. Powerful man, so powerful. Like that's mm -hmm. something that. Especially for us as as artists you know, who do music and people, you know, um, that are in this industry, you know what I mean? The just the, the the music industry, you know, our whole heart, especially when you get to this side of, of the game, this side of music, you want to be uh, uh, elevated enough to have impact. And you want to be elevated enough to, you know, be in the stages and be able to you know, show how the father represents himself through you. Um, and, and so to even have the heart of the world will know my name, if the world doesn't know my name. Right. So, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's such a free space to not have to strive, to not have to you know, be like, man, or comparing your, you know, your call to maybe someone else's that you see right. that is impact, you know what I mean? And then, or even looking at, you know, what is great impact? Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you define as great impact? That's important to even to think about for, for all of us. Like, what do we define as great impact? What you, do we define as success? You know what I mean? So when you were saying that, you know what came. <laughs> I love the way God works. What came to me, two things came to me, but what came to me first was a sustain pedal. Mm -hmm. It is not the piano. It is not even really seen. But mm -hmm. take it away. Ooh. And a melody needs a certain Come moment on. and a sustain. Take it away. And mm -hmm. the musician said amen. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, right? We don't pay it. And those who don't understand, you know, a piano and its instrumentation doesn't even get a sustained pedal. Don't even get what, you know, what are these things down here? What are these three things? What, like, what, what, what do you do with these things down here, right? Take, a, take music, take a sheet music and take away the rest. Mm. While it's small in nature, mm. it's huge in impact. Right. Yeah. And right. so oftentimes we want to be the sheet music, but I'm okay if I'm just the rest. Mm. And I'm okay if I'm just the pedal. I'm just the sustain. Nobody will see me. They may not know me, but they will know me because if you take me away, wow, the absence of will be felt. Wow. And I think about it. That, so as like as you were talking, it's like that. I, literally, my mind sustain pedal. Like literally, that's where I went. Yeah. And wow. so I think we, when we think about our impact, especially as artists, you know, especially as ministers, we do. I mean, I think the human side of us wants that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just kind of in a place now, the more God deals with me, I'm like, let me be a rest in the physical sense, in the metaphorical <laughs> sense. And I'll, let me be a rest because yeah. some people may just need to come to me as a clinician to just rest. rest. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows and, and the, the nature of my job, I can't tell you, hey, so-and-so came over or so-and-so met with me. I yeah. had a client and their name is so-and-so. No, yeah. I am the rest. Wow. And I'm okay being a rest. Mm. You don't have to know my name, but you'll know my name because the person who came to get the rest is still moving forward. Right. Wow. So you see my work, may never see my name, but you'll see my work. Wow. And that That's for powerful. me That's is how and why I even do this. It's that. So I'll be the rest. I'll, I'll be the rest. I hear you guys. Maybe I don't know if that's going to be a book. I don't know what that's going to be, but I'll be the rest. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Look, sign me up for the resting committed to. I'll, I'll be on the resting. <laughs> Send the people to us so they can rest. <laughs> people, <Yes>. time. <laughs> man, I'm so, so grateful, man. Thank 
music. Thank you so much for just opening up your, availing yourself to be here, to tell the story, to walk through it as just patiently as you needed to walk through it. I'm just, I'm grateful for the father just, just doing what he does best, man. And you are just, you know, um, you're a miracle, man, for life and your music. For people who don't know uh, your music or they don't know you as a worship leader, um, man, you guys, my God, like <laughs> the gift that's on the inside of him. It's like you, you can almost, just when he opens his mouth, you can almost tell or see like, man, so the enemy was after him because <laughs> that to get out, you know, like you, you just know, you know, you just know that, man, there must have been a cost, you know, for that because the gift on your life is so, so massive and so powerful that not a demon in hell can stop it. And they tried their very darndest, you know what I mean, <laughs> for every aspect that they thought they could that would keep you mute and it did nothing more but made you stand on that pedestal on that stool above them and i'm so just grateful that i that i got to know you that i stalked you after i saw you <laughs> <laughs> i'm so grateful that i stalked you after i saw you and i was like uh, you know you just you just pointing that's drawing and um, i'm just grateful for you part of this uh, platform and just you know being a friend and just you know availing yourself for whatever I asked you to do <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know what I, I counted it I counted huh? it I counted it as a blessing because I mean even with even with this we expand you've expanded my reach mm. you know, you've expanded my audience you wow. shared your platform, you know, yeah. and I just, I take that as a sign of, it's it's almost like a gift God is giving you to wow. go and do what he's called you to do, you know, so how can I say no to something that's going to move the kingdom forward? Yeah. You know, yeah. in a, in a, in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kudos to, both of you, I've been on several of these <laughs> watching, look, from driving in the car. I yeah. remember when I, I, I don't know if that was when y'all first started, but I, I was coming on, this was, it was a couple of months ago. And I remember saying in the comments, I was like, you need the Holy Ghost and a, and a therapist. And a therapist. And you read it. Come on now. <laughs> and we laughed. But y'all have been making noise good yeah. noise and i believe that you're bringing awareness and raising a lot of things that need to just be said you know and yeah. and said in a said in a way that it's it's respectful it's respectful to people's you know struggles and their and their and their and their belief yeah but yeah. and I just, I just i'm thankful i'm thankful that you all you know asked me to be a part i'm so grateful grateful thank you we are grateful foxy lady 45 said this is awesome this is her first time it won't be her last come on every every thursday at 9 p.m every thursday i always tell people like bring a book bring a pen you know if you can you know, go back and watch the recap um just because the way that the father moves in these lives I was. I told uh, Nazinga that I was gonna put her cash app down at the bottom. <laughs> right for copay. <laughs> Everybody need to pay a copay. Profit. <laughs> Look, you take Blue Cross Blue Shield. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love y'all. She always tell us not our therapist, but I'm like, not if I put that cash app at the bottom. <laughs> it is now a binding contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's just wonderful, wonderful 
information um, that we share all the time from our real place, from our true uh, experience, from our own lives, you know, and based on either other people's lives that we that we encounter, like bank music, we're going to be bringing on other professionals um, that are in therapy as well. Some of like Nazinga's uh, friends that she um, that she loves and trust that she always refers people to that she's going to begin to bring them on the platform um also we'll be bringing like holistic doctors um on the platform that can speak to our our physical health okay because there is a physical component to the mental health wellness <laughs> you know as a well-rounded uh individual because it's not just spiritual it's not just mental but it's also how we take care of our physical bodies yes also well. yeah we're we are excited, and like we're gonna be doing T-shirts and all kinds of cool stuff. So yeah, just stay in tune with us, share it. Um, yeah, and our whole thing is that we're after the one because we know if we can reach one person, we've already changed the generation behind them. So whether we have one person on here or a thousand, or miss like. We already know we can impact one person. We've literally shifted the culture and the generation behind them. So we're grateful for the one. So as we close out, Bake, can you pray us out? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for tonight, God. We thank you for your servants, God. We thank you for the platform that they're raising up in such a time as this, God, because it's so necessary, God. Give them strength and endurance to keep going after it. You didn't give them this vision for nothing, God, because I truly believe that it's going to change lives, God. Touch each and every person that decided to stop by and listen to us, God. We thank you for even giving us a voice and a platform to share about your goodness and your mercy, God. We thank you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.